The American Connection. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 6.5 of Son of a Fishmonger. That's right, 6.5, episode 6.5. It's a very special uh, podcast this week because it's the second one in one week. Uh, that's because I got to do a special podcast with Jesus Payan Jr. That's Breaking Bad's Gonzo. For those of you who are a big fan like uh, of Breaking Bad like I am, you would almost definitely know who Gonzo is. He very kindly, Jesus, uh, allowed me to uh, do a podcast with him whilst he was in Albuquerque, I believe. I was in London. We did a video chat. The internet connection, I'll admit, is not perfect, so I do apologise for that. Uh, I hope you guys just uh, can see past it. But um, I had a fantastic chat with Jesus and got some really interesting insights into his life and career as an actor. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, and... Uh, Thanks again. Yeah, bro, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, bro. I can hear you. This is insane, man. This is... Thank you so much for coming on. This is... Uh, My this pleasure, is crazy. Thank you for How having you? me. No, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? What, what time is it? Where you just, uh, it is 4.14 in the afternoon right now. And I just finished, you know that the website Cameo? I can't say I do. No, 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 no. Tell me about it, though. Okay, so what Cameo is, um, it's Cameo.com, okay? And celebrities um, are on it. So, like, you say you're a fan of a show or some kind of, something has to do with celebrity. You call in mm. and you pay whatever they're charging. Uh, and it ranges up and down, up and down. So, like, uh, Caitlyn Jenner charges $1,000 for a message. Oh, my uh, God. I charge, I charge $25, you know? Happy days, man. So, I, I would, I, I'd pay $25 <laughs> for a message from you, bro. Don't worry about that, man. That's re- re- so more somebody, than reasonable. Somebody just asked me, right? So, somebody asked me to wish one of their friends, uh, there's a Breaking Bad fan, happy birthday, and yep. to tell them that not to be sad that they're bald. And uh, <laughs> so, I was like, Okay. You know? Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I, I, I mean, uh, this episode's a little bit different because I don't usually do uh, my podcast via video chat. But, um, but of course, for you, I'm more than happy to make an exception, my man. Uh, so I'm relying on the internet. No, I'm relying on the internet to uh, to kind of not cut out. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, it all goes well. Right. Uh, but I'll where, do a where little are you there, right? But I'll do. We're in London. Where man. are We're you? In London. 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 UK. Check this out, okay? When I was uh, born, I was born in Spain, Madrid, okay, on a military I base. I and then when I turned, when I, yeah, but I lived in England until I was, I left, well, I started living in England when I was one and a half, and then lived there until uh, I was about seven or eight. And mm. so my first language was the Queen's English. And when I came to the United States, I had a British accent, and I had to learn how to speak with an American accent. So my oh first my language was, was proper English. Awesome, you know? my man. Love that. I love that, man. I love that. I have to be honest with you. I have been so, so nervous about this interview because I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. Um, and obviously, I literally watched your episode last night, the, your, the last episode of season one no. last night. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I can hear I'm just trying it. to get a... Yeah, go on. Just getting a better, uh, better feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, man. Getting closer 
to the internet. Yeah, All right, man. let's see. That's, okay, that's better. That should do it, man. But I was watching your episode last night, and your line, um, obviously, when, when, when Tuco kicks the living shit out of that dude, uh, and your line uh, it's, it, about hiding his body, yeah, I know, you got the eyes, man. Um, uh, and, he, and your line, it's not very Christian, man. Um, it, it's sort of... It, your, 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 um, your, obviously, you only had a few lines in the show, but you had such a presence about you. And I kind of wanted to, to talk about that a little bit. Uh, and Because and, uh, I, I read in, in an article online that, you, you, that you've done an interview and you were saying about how you had to learn how to act a lot with your eyes and little looks and, and glances rather than words so much. And I kind of wanted to, to you know, was that, did you get any direction to do that? Or, or was that kind of you had to just take it upon yourself to... to employ those tactics well um what happened was for since i was 16 years old i've been a bouncer okay in, yeah. in bars yeah. pubs and stuff strip mm -hmm. clubs mm -hmm. and the this it's not like patrick swayze roadhouse yeah where you get to just beat the crap out of everyone yeah, 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 yeah um you have to try to do the possible thing so the police won't be caught because if the police come to your club so many times in a, in yeah. a year, they'll shut down your club, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to learn how to make faces and scare <laughs> somebody enough yeah, to yeah. where they would listen to me before I had to start yelling or get physical. So yeah, yeah. in the scene with Breaking Bad, um, when I first started, I already had down the, you know, the, you know, the scary looks and you know, yeah, giving man. somebody that eyeball. And uh, also, you know, when somebody, you know, there's a, a fellow security guard or whatever, and I know that uh, they're about to get their ass kicked, I'd have to yeah. let them know, mm -hmm, don't that, do it that, without that, saying yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, when because when, when of all the roles that I get, a lot of the times they give me one-liners or just one word, or and I have to yeah. make sure that, you know, I have to pretend that I'm really there, of course. But I want the other actor to know uh, and forget that they're acting and, you know, yeah, have to play yeah, off. Of you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I went, I when, I told, when I told Heisenberg, I went, I did that on my own. And uh, yeah. the director, was like, oh, man, that's cool. He was like, do that. Just do that. Do that. You know? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting the pick, uh, like when, uh, when Brian Cranston, uh, when he was trying to become Heisenberg, uh, the mm. props guy or props girl, she came up with a tray of hats and a tray of sunglasses, right? And uh, Brian Cranston, she was holding up a mirror, you know, for him to look at. He was trying on different hats and glasses, and he was looking, he's like, oh, no. Try another one, no. And, and I was like, Brian, I was like, who's your, who's your resident gangster, man? Who's the only real gangster here? And he looks at me and he points at me, he's like, I was like, yep. <laughs> I walked up and I looked oh, at the hat and I looked at the glasses, and I was like, this one and this one. I said, like, put those on. So he puts them yeah. on, you know, puts them in the glass, and he just looks in the mirror, and he was like, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I like it. This is it. And that's oh, what created Heisenberg, the look for him, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, this is insane that I'm getting these inside inside uh, things from you, man. This is mental. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously, I haven't really introduced you yet. Well, I haven't even introduced the, the show. This is it's doing this week so differently. So, guys, welcome to this week's edition of Son of a Fishmonger uh, on uh, all the platforms. This week, I'm joined by Breaking Bad legend uh, Jesus Payne Jr. 
who played Gonzo, man. So, uh, obviously, I think anyone who's a Breaking Bad fan, I genuinely believe this, anyone who actually watched the show and loved it as much as I did and as much as millions of people across the globe did, will know who Gonzo is, even though... How many episodes are you even in, in the whole thing? Like two or three? or How many is it? Four, three. Crazy. Three, and then they mentioned me in another one. They showed yeah, my yeah, picture. Yeah. When Hank's showing his Strider brow, you know, yeah. the beer. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, even though I was only in so many, um, like you said, I had a huge impact. I had a huge impact you on the really show. You did, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I helped, like, Tuco, uh, Raymond Cruz. One of the funniest things about him is that growing up, you know, he was in a bunch of Mexican, you know, gangster movies. And uh, yeah. I'd never seen his normal person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So when yeah. I met him, when I met him, he was in character, and after the uh, after we we cut and we you know everybody got all set. Uh oh. Uh oh, hang on, I'm still here, man. Hang on. Okay. Hang on, I'm still here. I'm still here. No worries. So, uh, he comes off a set and he walks up to me, and he says, "Hey, bro, you want to go get some hot wings?" Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, "Who the hell is that?" You know, I was like, "What yeah, happened yeah, to yeah. Me? the Mexican cholo?" And uh, yeah. it turns out that he was raised in Malibu, California, and was a surfer all his life. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it was crazy. It was like, yeah, yeah. whoa, blew my, blew my mind. You know, acting, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he followed me around Albuquerque uh, after we went to have Hot Wings. He followed me yeah. all over Albuquerque doing because I, do, I did tattoos. So he was just like yeah. fascinating, going everywhere I went to watch me do tattoos and all the stuff that I did in normal life. Yeah, yeah, crazy, man. Honestly, um, so there's so many things that I do want to ask you, and I, I've got them written down in my computer screen in front of me. Feel free. Just in case, just in case I miss anything, but uh, I, I don't like looking at scripts, so I'm going to try and do it off the top of my head. But to Freak start out. with, love it, man. But to start with, uh, I kind of wanted to, to understand how it was that you even landed the role of Gonzo in Breaking Bad at the, in the first place. How did that come about for you? Okay, so um, the casting director at the time was uh, Sherry Rhodes, okay? Right. Sherry Rhodes had casted Jaws, Terminator, Urban Cowboy, the big, the big, big the movies. Big one. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Well, um, she had discovered me, um, you know, a while before, not too long before, but uh, on my first movie. I, my father, uh, we don't talk no more because he was a bad bad man but uh not in a good he didn't he didn't like me acting he thought i was you know stupid and no talent you know just said it wasn't gonna happen and he uh i have 28 days or 30 days really he said i have 30 days to become an actor in the movie from the day i said i'm gonna be an actor and he was like (laughs) whatever yeah i was like no for reals i'm gonna be the bad guy and he was like get a job Get a regular job. And I was like, no, seriously, I'm going to be an actor. He said, okay, well, you got 30 days to become an actor in a movie, or you have to uh, work with me being a trash man. So uh, my dad bet me that I couldn't do it in 30 days, and I did it in 28 days. Okay? Wow. But I landed a background. It was a background. It was just being extra. But I right? And uh, I hadn't. I was just an extra. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. go on set, I go on set way too early, and I, I'm on the wrong side of the whole set. 
So I'm yeah. where all the trailers are, you know, where the actors are. And uh, the the, uh, the DP, or the first AD, he comes up to me. He's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Why are you here? And I was like, a <laughs> uh, guy called me on the phone and said, I'm the bad guy. And that I've got some, like, two little gangsters that are supposed to be beneath me. Right? And he was like, yeah, yeah. well, that makes sense. Okay, come with me. Right? So he ushers me off to a trailer. And I'm like, wow, they treat extras real good. Mm. <laughs> and I go, inside, right? I go inside the trailer, and I'm like, wow, this is yeah. nice. And, and I get kind of bored, you know? So I'm sitting on the little stoop of the trailer, and uh, two of the other characters in the movie uh, come walk by me. And they're like, hey, dude, you know, who are you? And I was like, yeah. I'm the bad guy. They're like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're like, they're like, you like to rap? And I was like, sure, I rap, I beatbox, yeah. whatever. And they're all, come with us to our trailer. So we go in the trailer, and do uh, you remember that movie, uh, what is it, The Gridiron Gang? I can't say I do, man. Enlighten me. Okay, well, it's, it's with The Rock and this young man about oh, right, football. Yeah. So he's yeah, in that yeah. movie. So we're, we're, we're in his trailer, and I'm beatboxing, and they're rapping yeah. and everything, right? And uh, we hear a rap on the door, cha-cha-cha-cha. And we open the door, and it's that first AD again. He's like, you, you, you lied to me. I was like, I didn't lie. He was like, that's what we do in your life. He's like, you said that you were the, the, the bad guy in this oh, movie. No. I was like, well, I am. He's like, no, yeah. come with me. Well, it turns out he didn't know who Danny Trejo right. was. Yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. He had given me Danny Trejo's oh, trailer. Oh, my days, man. Oh my god! Yeah. So and uh, they take me. To, no, I was just go ahead. Go just ahead. To clarify for the, for the guys at home who probably may not know who Danny Trejo is, uh, he of course uh, played uh, Tortuga in Breaking Bad. Is that right? Yes. 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 And he was yeah, Machete. Absolutely. And, the movie and Machete. Well. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So uh, so that's crazy, man. Right. Crazy. Awesome stuff. Right. Man. They take me to the other side of the set, yeah. all right, where we find Steven Seagal kicking the crap out of somebody, a car on fire, and now I know that I'm supposed to do with the other yeah, extras. Yeah. And I'm standing there, and I hear this little old lady, Sherry Rhodes, now, you know, we know now, and this guy, his name was Mike yeah. Smith. He was the stunt coordinator. Yeah. At the time, I didn't know who the hell they yeah, were, yeah, yeah. right? But they, they kept on saying, where's our Jesus? I'm are they talking about me? Nah. Right. Right. right, right, right but they right. keep on saying it. So I'm like, mm. what the hell? And I walk up to them. I was like, I'm your Jesus, Jesus, whatever. Right? Yeah, and the yeah, little yeah. old lady looks at me and she goes, you're our Jesus. And I was like, Jesus, whatever. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she looked at the man. And Mike, he looks at me and he goes, can you fight? And just the night before, I had got jumped at a party in Albuquerque by three guys. And I said, hell yeah, I can fight. You know, at the time, I'd been a bouncer for already, you know, almost 20 years. Yeah. And a uh, martial artist, boxer, all that stuff. I was like, you know, you see any marks on my face? <laughs> I jumped by three dudes. You do look like one scary and, motherfucker. I'm not going to lie, man. But, uh, you know? And, but, you know, it so is what it is. He was like, yeah, he was, he was no. He was I mean, pretends, pretends. He was I don't mean for real. I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm sure I can pretend. And he was like, okay. Yeah, so he yeah. pretends to punch me in the stomach. And I'm like, oh, you know. He's like, okay, we can work with that. So yeah. um, Sherry goes, let me call the producer over so he can test you out, right? 
So right. Steven Seagal walked in. He walks up to me, and uh, he's six foot five. I'm six foot three. So I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't know he was that big. So <laughs> yeah, Sherry yeah. tells him, "Hey, this is our uh, this is our Jesus, our Jesus." And test him out. He's like, "Okay." So we walk off, and uh, he's all, you know, we have a little banter, you know, t talking to, you know, like asking me questions. I have ever been a fighter, and blah blah blah. And, uh, you know, I, he was like, I was shot here. I told him, I was shot in here, my legs. And we're just, you know, getting to know each other on the way to this little area. The whole show stopped now. So we've got over 100 extras, all of the, the crew. Everything's just on hold. So he could ask me this. You know? And uh, Stephen goes, no training and acting or nothing at all. You know, nothing. Yeah. And I look at him and I go, I'm doing it right now. And he goes, okay, so this is your your." Pretend to be a bouncer. I'm trying to get in your club. Don't let me in your club. Don't yell at me. And I'm like, cool. So he walks away from, you know, for a second, gets in character, which is himself. And he, he turns yeah. back around, walks up to me, goes, I'm trying to get in your club. And I look at him and I go, mm. I look down at my imaginary clipboard. Yeah, no. Yeah. You're not getting in my club. Sorry. Yeah. And he just looks at me and he's like, he walks off again, turns back around, walks up to me and goes, so what do I got to do? I got to pay you? And I go, all you got to do is turn your happy ass around and walk away. Because you're not getting in my club, dude. Go, what part don't you get? Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, you're good. You know, you're good. You've got the part. You've got yeah, the part, right? Yeah, I'm awesome. like, nice, you know? So we yeah, walk yeah. back up to the little old lady and the stunt coordinator, Mike. And uh, uh, he goes, he's got the part, his role. And mm -hmm. Sherry, she looks at him, she goes, oh, wonderful, hun. So what's your name? My name is Jesus. Jesus, whatever. Yeah. And she's all, oh, honey, Jesus is the character's name. What's your on my stomach, I tattooed across my stomach in Old English, and I go, "It's Jesus or oh, Jesus or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, oh my lord, this is a divine <laughs> intervention. She goes, "Honey, we looked everywhere in Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, Los Angeles. We couldn't find somebody to play this part." She goes, "You've got a new career. Let's go get you a contract." Yeah, so that's how it's that's how it happened. So she, you know, when uh, uh, Vince Gilligan was like, "We need a big scary Mexican," and she was like, "I know just the one," oh, man. you know, and uh, I I was gonna be Crazy Eight. They were gonna have me play Crazy Eight, what? but then Vince decided, you know what? Yeah, I was gonna be Crazy Eight, oh, and then they decided uh, later that they, you know, he said, "I want to hold off on that and use him for a different role. We've got a better role." that I want him to play that we think he'll be perfect for. And that's how I, this is the crazy part. That's when I became no-dose. Okay? Nice. So yeah. in season one, in season one, I'm no-dose. In season two, I become Gonzo. Mm -hmm. what? Hang on. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. What, which is news to me, man. What are you talking about? When does that Okay. Happen? So during season one, the writer's strike happened. So right, we had yeah. to stop filming yeah, for six yeah. months. Right. Okay. 
So when we get back, um, the scene called for Gonzo carrying Nodos after he gets killed by Tuco. Right. But unfortunately, Cesar Garcia that plays Gonzo is a way smaller guy. Man. And he couldn't carry me. He couldn't oh, carry me. And shit. I weighed, you know, at the time I weighed like 400 pounds. And, you know, I'm six foot three. And yeah. Cesar Garcia is like 140 pounds foot six. Okay? Yeah. Oh, my so, God. So uh, Vince comes up to me and, and tells me, he goes, he goes, your weight just saved your butt. He goes, you get to live a little bit longer. And I was like, <laughs> okay. He goes, we need you to go. We yeah. need you to carry the body. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's how I became Gonzo, and nobody noticed. So if yeah. you check the credits in season one, I'm listed as no-dose. You check the credits in season two, I'm Gonzo. I, I swear to God, I'm, after we jump off of this thing, I'm going to go, I'm going to watch back the episodes in season one, and I'm going to check that, man, because this is blowing my mind right now. I okay, no remember idea. this. Check this out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You remember when Heisenberg blows up Tuco's hideout? Uh, yeah. Okay, watch carefully because we filmed that in, before the strike happened. Okay, right. so yeah. you'll see you'll see Caesar Garcia raise his gun up to shoot Heisenberg, and Tuco yells, "Calme Gonzo." Yeah. He's talking to Caesar Garcia. Hey. At that moment, he was Gonzo. <laughs> oh my God, man! I'm so, this is. I feel so privileged to have this kind of an insight right now into literally my favorite show ever hit the television screen man it's um that honestly not many I, I this i almost feel like this was supposed to happen because I, I, not many people not many successful uh, actors hollywood actors uh would would do something like this um so uh thank you so much it really is a you know it shows the kind of person thank you, you are. so no, i just think you, it's, a shame. Um, it's a shame that they don't man i've met i'm like i'm you know i'm an, i'm a no and i've said there's and treated me like crap. Acting, yeah. they're like, "Who are you?" Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Really? Yeah. You're my coworker, dude. Yeah. I'm just saying hello." I'm just like, Ugh. "Yeah, man." No, uh, I think there needs to be more sort of positivity and, and a wider acceptance of uh, uh, of people who are creative, and we all got to support each other at the end of the day, no matter what level we're at. You know, um, exactly. that's kind of why I'm doing this show, man. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's go a little bit further because obviously you're in an ep one episode of Better Call Saul as well. Is that right? Yep, the pilot. They For some, oh, well, I know why, but a lot of movies or in TV shows, they like to use yeah. me for a season, the last episode of a season or the first episode of a season or yeah. a pilot. Pilots. Because I have, I bring a lot of, uh, I don't know, presence. You know, a lot of presence to the and reality to the to the scenes. So, yeah. one cool thing is uh, the pilot for Better Call Saul, which I'm in, was the most watched pilot in television history, with 12 million really? viewers. And oh then after God. I wasn't Whoa. on it, any, and when I wasn't on it anymore, nope, really? not, not as many. So yeah. every time I come on, they have the highest ratings they ever have on both Breaking Bad. Except for the finale, of course. Yeah, they yeah, were like the, course, the, the well, most watched. Well, congratulations, my man. Obviously, uh, the world wants more Gonzo. What can you do about it, man? Um, I actually read that uh, you have an idea for a... Uh, we need more Gonzo. 
They need more Gonzo, exactly. Sorry, the, guys, the internet's really dodgy, so I, I'm uh, people are just going to have to accept it. It doesn't matter. I've got Jesus playing Junior on the show. Who really cares, you know? So it's all cool. But um, I read, I read that uh, you that you had an idea or you'd started writing the script for a Breaking Bad prequel feature film. Is that true? Yes. Come on. Yes. You've got to so, tell me about that. Um, it's called. It's called Breaking Burke. Like that's what the gangsters call Albuquerque Burke. And uh, so this is the this is the origin stories for Breaking Bad. So it happens yeah, yeah. before Better Call Saul. Okay, so it right. takes place in 1999. Okay, okay. and okay. I already told I already talked to Vince Gilligan and Melissa uh, Schultz uh, while I was on uh, Better Call Saul. I told them about this idea, and I right. I told them the whole story from beginning to end of how it go, um, and they said we love it. They'll put it together, and then when you're ready to shoot it, let us know. And I really? got a uh, Raymond Cruz to agree. He said he'll do it. Garcia, yeah, you know what I mean. So um, I just think that the fans deserve a feature film in the theaters to enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, yeah, and it yeah. tells about the how Tuco marries my sister, and how that's how we end up working together, and we we run the South Valley. Right. Yeah. I would love to see that, man. Um, yeah. And if there's ever a, a part going in it, I'm going to just put it out there now, man. If you ever need an English guy to come and uh, play a character, I'm here for you, man. Yep. Well, just hit, hit me uh, up. A lot, of the, a lot of the movie is going to take place in a strip club, so you could be one of the, the, the patrons there at the strip club. Happily. That would be a dream come true. My life would be made. So Thank you. Uh, you can hold me to that, okay? Uh, I, I, I will, man. I will. If I see stuff on your Instagram, anything about it, I will message you straight up, man. Um, so, obviously, you, you got to act with Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg as well in uh, Two Guns. Uh, what was that like? Um, it was cool. It was very cool. I didn't think Mark Wahlberg was as tall as he was. I always pictured him smaller. But uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually... Maybe that much shorter than me. That's it. So I was very surprised. Right, okay. um, he's super, really cool, yeah. dude. He's we got along. We're still friends. Really? Um, yeah. He like he loves to play pranks. He he brings all his friends. Okay, all his friends. Like there's about twelve of them total to every yeah. movie he does. Really? So they're all extras in the movies, and they're always in his movies. I love. So, but he, he loves. I love that. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. And then uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, he he's of course. Even cooler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I was messing with them because, um, because he's Denzel Washington, you get a lot of times on the set. So they're like, buddy, don't talk, go up to him, all, you know, stupid, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I like messing with my co stars. You know, I'm like, calm the fuck down. It's okay. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. Denzel, he's sitting on an Apple box, like between scenes. Kind of like away from everybody, but in the middle of everybody. So it's like he's trying to get away from everybody, but everybody can see him, though, you know. And I, I yeah, sneak up behind yeah, yeah. him, and I come up on the side of him, and I go, ah. And he's like, oh, he gets scared. <laughs> he's like, man, don't do that. He's like, I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> and I, go, I was like, you're Washington. I was like, you can't help but be cool. I go, that's just, you're just being too Denzel Washington to me. I was like, let's take a picture. <laughs> So we take oh, a selfie man. together, and behind us, we didn't notice uh, Bill Paxton photobombed us in our picture. Yeah. And, oh which is God. an epic photobomb. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't notice till later, and I go back up to Denzel. I'm like, yo, D, I was a trip out on this. I was like, look who's behind us. And he looks, and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, every time I tell you, he was, the white man's trying to get in on our stuff. <laughs> and Bill Paxton was right there, so he heard it. We're all laughing, yeah. being stupid, you know. But that uh, yeah. was really cool. We sat, me, Mark, and Denzel, uh, between scenes, we would sit together like, like oh, for, uh, by a chicken coop in one of the times. And we're getting there talking about, uh, you know, Wesley Snipes being in prison for tax evasion. And we're yeah. telling each other, you ever been to jail? What about you? You know, we're telling each other stories about the times that we all had been to jail before, you know, right. and stuff like that. And he's telling you about his childhood. And so, no, they're real cool people. If you act like a human with them, you know, they'll, they'll like they respond the same. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I really do yeah. love that, man. Um, just touching on something you just said there, I don't obviously if, if we we can go as deep as you want it to go, man. I really don't mind, but if, if there's a limit to like the question, feel free to cut me off. But uh, you mentioned that you went to jail. Um, what were you able to shed any light on that and tell us sort of what what that was about? Sure. Okay. Well, because I look the way I look, and I'm tattooed everywhere, and uh, got got those thingies and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I get stereotyped a lot, okay? Right. Yeah. So I've been arrested repeatedly on false charges um, since I was about 12 years old, okay? Yeah. I was a big kid, and I've uh, faced a total of uh, 96 years altogether now on false charges. I've beat all the cases. I have no felony convictions, but uh, you, you go to jail first before you can prove your innocence. So I've been to jail a whole bunch of times, all on false charges. And uh, yeah, man, it's like, it gets old real quick. It disrupts your whole life. You lose jobs, you you lose your house. You know, everything, your family's affected, your children get affected. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I even became later, like right before I was acting, uh, because I was acting, my sister was a sheriff in Albuquerque, and the only way she'd let me live at her while I uh, pursued my hat to get be around the auditions, uh, she said I had to become an officer. So I ended up becoming a federal detention officer at the prisons yeah. and working in the prisons as a, a, yeah, I was on the SWAT team. Uh, I became a hearing officer, so it's like a judge in prison. And yeah. um, But even inside there, the other the officers, because I was all tattooed, and uh, I would treat the prisoners with respect. And uh, the prisoners treated me with respect. All the other officers didn't like me. And they would uh, lock me between doors. They tried giving away my address to the, the felony pod with all the murderers and stuff. Uh, when there was riots, they would call the emergency. And I would run to go help another officer. And I'd run into the cell block. And they'd lock me in there with the riot by myself. But Damn. luckily, I'm a bad mama jamma. And, uh, <laughs> and the prisoners... Yeah. They, they said, okay, we're, we stop, we'll stop, we'll stop, yeah, you know, yeah. and then I turn around and look at the officers and the, looking down from the tower and I'm, you know, I'm like, you can open the door, you yeah. know what I mean? That's so so after up, I just said, yeah, I said, fuck that. And I, and I, I, I became the cook for the prison yeah. for the same price. I got paid the same wage to be the cook. And you, I, I see like, this yeah. all over your Instagram. You, you cook, you, you bake, haven't you got your own baking show? 
Where can we see that? What's that about? Well, right now uh, we're putting together the pilot so we can sell it. Oh, um, nice. Baking bad because I love cooking. Baking I love cooking. bad. Baking bad. <laughs> yes, my guy. I love that. You know what I, I love mean? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's really awesome is that um, I'm like just completely like because I, I I consider myself a chef since I know how to cook and do everything in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, you know, Chef Gordon Ramsay. I have uh, the, the the masters. You know, the Hell's Kitchen and the the you know his shows the, the master chefs. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm friends with Chef Derek Fox. He's one of the winners of his show, and he wants really? me to be on his show. Yeah, and. One of uh, Gordon Ramsay's, uh, you know, mentors and predecessors that he learned from follows my Instagram and comments and stuff and is friends with me. And some like yeah, friends yeah. now with the top chef around the world, a lot of chefs. And they're, they're like excited because I'm making a, a cookbook as well. And they're just like, we can't wait. We want to see. You know, this is so cool. Oh, You're yeah. actually a real, a real baker. You became a real baker at a store. And I was like, hell yeah. I have my own kitchen and everything. I don't care where it is. if it's, you know, at a, at a regular job. I go, baking's fun. I go, and it gives me a chance to bake all day long and bake everything and learn. And yeah, man, man, you know? I love that, man. You seem like you are a fascinating person. And I know this because when I was researching you the other night, uh, I was with my girlfriend. And I literally, I, I read a fair bit about you by this point. But then I literally turned to her and I was like, this guy just gets more and more interesting by the second. Is it true that you are running for president? Actually, I ran for president three times. You um, ran the, for president three times. Holy shit. The last what? time I ran for president was against Trump in 2016. Yeah. That is I, yeah, I got half a million votes. Um, what was really messed up was that um, the owner of the news media, whenever I would go talk to the news, they, the anchors, the news anchors, they were open about it. They said, Jesus, we're sorry, but we've been told that you're not allowed to speak about your candidacy. You can only talk about your movies and your TV shows. Oh, man. Yeah. So I never got to speak about running for president on the news. They just would put it in newspapers. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, why a lot of people didn't hear. But yeah. I have more supporters from around the world, different countries, saying, we wish you were, you know, you were president. Yeah, and I had yeah. like people like literally there was people crying when they found out, you know, what the outcome was. Yeah, and because uh, cool. I, I you know like being a former officer, raised in the military, um, I took a special uh training for uh anti terrorism, weapons of mass destruction. Um, you know, I learned how to write bills and you know, everything that's needed so if the day did come uh that by some miracle I did end up becoming president that I would be able to do uh, a good job, a serious job, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, take care of the, the country and the world. And that's why I ran as independent, because I didn't want to be Democrat. I didn't want to be Republican. Um, I wanted to create my own party called the All-American Party, because if it wasn't right. good for all Americans, it's no good. I love that, man. I love no? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is insane, man. Um, there's so much you've got going on, man. I'm glad that uh, after your negative experiences with the system and uh, the police and, and stereotyping that you've actually overcome that. And, uh, you're, you know, you're doing your thing right now, man. You're, What's you're crazy, here. brother, is that just uh, about three weeks ago, I was walking down the street uh, to, the, to, to pick up my wife from, you know, her job. And I was going to walk her home. 
and I got surrounded by three police officers and three squad cars, and they all jumped out, grabbed their guns, and held me. Yeah, because they said that uh, somebody called and said that I was in a gang, and they feared for their life. Do they not know so who still, the fuck you are? They don't care. still happens. They just yeah. see this, my skin and my tattoos, and they're like, ooh, let's get them. So it still happens to me. It, it hasn't stopped. I'm, I'm genuinely sorry to hear that, man. Um, Thank you, brother. It sucks. It really breaks I my heart. Cause I, I don't think... Well, well, Trump's not doing a, you know, we could get political on this show. I, I tend not to, but uh, I don't mind. You know, Trump's not exactly doing anyone any favors. You know, it's a sad, yeah. sad state. Um, fuck all of that. We don't need, you know, fuck all of that, man. Um, you're doing your thing. You're doing real good. You're an inspiration to, you, I would say, millions of people across the globe. People who know, you know, know who you are and know what you're about. Um, before we sort of finish, I think, because I don't know how long we've been here, but it's been awesome. What advice would you give to any aspiring actors out there or any creative, doesn't have to be actors, but anyone who wants to do their thing, what would your advice be? Well, to anybody that wants to accomplish and reach any type of goal, dream, whatever they want to call it, um, one, don't listen to anyone, okay? I love that. If yeah. they're saying negative, especially your family. Because yeah, they're the definitely. ones that are going to act like they, they, oh, we know you. We know how you are. We know this. We know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, don't listen to anybody. Um, chase that dream. Know that until the day you officially stop chasing it, I don't care if, you know, life happens, you go to jail, you get a different job, you get in a relationship, whatever. Yeah. As long as you don't stop, you're not a quitter. You, it's not over. Right. If it takes 10 that. years, it takes 10 years. It doesn't show up on a certificate that says, it took you 10 years. No, yeah. it just says, you did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you literally it's made true. I and relate to if this. You're gonna, yeah, if, you're gonna be, if you want to be an actor, okay, or a director or a producer, learn your craft. Okay, I, I, did act, I was an actor professionally for 10 years before uh, I even attempted to call myself a producer. Okay. Right. I had to make sure that I learned every position on production, how to edit, how to direct, how to produce, how to be a casting director, how to be a wrangler, how to be a props guy, how everything possible for 10 years on sets. I was blessed to be able to be on set and learn on set. Um, how to do it before I even started saying I was a producer. So learn your craft. If you're going to be an actor, watch your favorite movies, turn on the commentary and listen because you're going to have a director or a producer or the actors talking, telling you what was a problem, what they don't like of their actors, what actors love to do, what they loved about their director. You know, yeah. you story. Okay. A lot of people don't watch commentaries because they're boring. But if you're trying to learn this business, they're the most valuable thing you could ever imagine. You know? Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yep. For real. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, listen, before you go, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you're welcome back anytime, anytime. If we can have any more opportunities, if you're ever in London, uh, hit me up. I, will. Uh, I would love to I will be meet there. in person, go for a drink or something, man. Absolutely, oh, for real. Awesome. Um, for real, for real. And in the meantime, uh, what's your what, what what are you doing tomorrow? What's your availability like? Are you busy tomorrow? Um, 
I get ahead of me, right? Yeah, seven hours, I think. Okay, so I will be until two o'clock in the afternoon, my time. Anytime before that, I get up at about four four o'clock every morning. Uh, so between four and two p.m., uh, I'm open. So if you want to have a part four, two, five, you can have a part two tomorrow nine p.m. Now, what I'm thinking part two would be awesome. But what I was thinking is a little bit of publicity. Uh, I know that we follow each other on Instagram. Uh, I thought maybe we could do an Instagram live together, like a live video together. My audience yeah. could see you, and then we could tell them that we're going to do the podcast. It's going to be out next Tuesday. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. Awesome, man. Well, I'll message you tomorrow. Uh, and, right. dude, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Likewise, brother. Hell yeah. Guys, thank you, man. And, guys, thank you for listening. All the love, man. I'm going to end the recording now. All right. All Have love. a good night. You too, brother. Good night. Take care, man. Peace.